Hello, hello everyone. I am super excited to be here this evening. I want to welcome you to the very first episode of the She Trucking Podcast with Miss Jerry. We are here every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm Miss Jerry with Life on the Road Recruiting, uh, the owner and founder. We are a full-service third-party truck driver recruitment agency. Um, today we have a very, very special guest. Um, we're going to be bringing up, we're bringing you so much in this podcast, guys. It's going to be a lot of information about the future of transportation. So if you're interested in learning and knowing how you can continuously evolve and elevate in transportation, this is your place to be every Wednesday at 7 p.m. All right, I'm going to bring up my sister, Sheree Moore, with She Trucking, the uh, founder and president of the She Trucking. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Interview. Thank you so much for being here. Look, I'm excited about episode one. There's so much to come. This is going to be an amazing uh, podcast tonight. We've got an amazing guest on and you guys have um, have 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 done a commercial together. Absolutely. So Mr. Joy himself, the the driver behind the vision of the iTorque will be on. So I had an amazing opportunity to go to Salt Lake City, Utah. And y'all know I've been telling y'all about this every, every weekend. You're going to get to meet him and, uh, and see and understand like why this iTorque is so amazing. Um, uh, coming from, I talk, listen, coming from a 2005 Freightliner to a 2023 Volvo iTorque. Listen, it's like night and day. So y'all stay tuned, share this live out, share it, share it, share it out. Cause this is going to be an amazing show. Yes. Yes. We got everybody already tapping in. Hey, Hey family. Hello. Thank you so much, Mr. Leonard for, uh, for coming on. Hello, everybody. Look, everybody's tapping in. Share this live. Make sure you tell tell your friends to tune in. This is about to be an amazing uh, episode with Mr. Joel Morrow. All right. Before we bring Mr. Joel up, I want to share the commercial, the Volvo iTorque commercial. What if a driver designed the truck? Amazing, amazing. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, let us bring up Mr. Joel Morrow. Mr. Joel, hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. Good evening, ladies. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. It Listen, I had an amazing experience in uh, driving the, the Volvo truck, the truck that you drive every day. So can you go into details and tell them why, how did you come up with the concept and um just tell me everything, like what's going on with the Volvo iTorque. Okay, so 
the the idea behind a Volvo iTorque was to make a truck that was very efficient but also very adaptable. And one of the things that I've learned over the years specking equipment was when you sat down and you were thinking about what kind of truck I want to build, you kind of had to get your crystal ball out to see what was going to happen in the future. Were we going to have strong freight rates and low fuel prices or high fuel prices and low freight rates? You know, was the business going to expand? You know, were you going to have to run faster speeds to maybe service a customer because you had longer lanes? Were you going to be running in different geographical locations? And early on in my career, I'd helped my brother's fleet, Loger Transportation uh, spec trucks. And we kind of got into a trap. I had specced a, a direct drive uh, configured truck. And it was very, very efficient between 55 and 62 mile an hour. And, and, and at that time, um, freight rates were very low. Fuel prices were very high. And we could keep drivers in slower trucks because guys saw it as job security. The trucks were very efficient. Um, the business grew. Um, we went from a short regional operation that basically ran around Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. And, you know, pretty soon we're, we're out to Georgia. We're running over to the East Coast. We were making some runs out to Utah. So we needed faster trucks. And when we took that truck that I specced for a short regional operation, and was just the jewel. It worked very well and put it into a different application. It didn't have enough adaptability and we ran into emission system problems because we were running the trucks at too high RPMs because of the road speed. We didn't have the correct gearing and it really blew up in our face. And it was, it was very painful as a fleet to have to suffer through that trade cycle when the economy changed, it, you know, freight rates got really good. Fuel prices came down and it was all about productivity at that point. And, and it, as well, it should have been because right. you want to run all the freight you can run when rates are high and fuel prices are low and we just didn't have the right truck. So I thought to myself, how can we avoid this pitfall and not be trapped again like we were? And that's really how the concept of iTorque really came to be, you know, we, we were looking at transmission, uh, you know, the, the ratio spread from the deep reduction all the way to the overdrive and, you know, what could we, what rear axle ratios could we pair with this and what kind of engine could we use that would operate very efficiently at low RPMs and at moderate RPM. And we started putting pieces of the puzzle together and, and, Today we have iTorque and it's just a, it's a very fun truck to drive that's very mm -hmm. adaptable. And when I say adaptable, it's adaptable to different weights, different terrains, you know, what drivers typically think about your operating environment, but it's also adaptable to the economic environment, which is just as important as having a truck that's fun to drive. And yeah. when you bring that all together, it's, it's just a home run. You know, you hit it out of the park. Drivers are happy. People in the back office are happy. And it reduces maintenance costs because we control piston speed in the engine and we allow for complete combustion. And we really, really drive down the emission system problems as well. That was my next question. How, how does it affect the emissions? Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's really great. When we start looking at today's engines, there's always issues with NOx. So most of today's engines run with retarded timing. Um, so we are, you know, kind of injecting after the pistons up at top dead center. 
And when we run at low RPM, we, we refer to this as piston speed. The slower that piston speed, the more time we have for combustion to complete, which drives down particulate matter. And it really helps to clean up the emission system and, and is really good for that durability. And, and also when we run that lower RPM or piston speed, we're not pumping as much air through the engine when we're not under load. So mm -hmm. we keep the emission system nice and hot and it's more, um, it's more durable and effective when we hold heat in, in the emission system. So it's, it works very well across the board. Gotcha. gotcha. So, and talk about the performance levels. I was very impressed with uh, all of that. <laughs> yeah, see, you're a driver. So absolutely, <laughs> from the driver's perspective. So when we talk about um, downspeeding is kind of the, the catchphrase with all the OEMs. They talk about downspeeding. And oftentimes drivers think, oh, downspeeding, it must be a slow truck. The term downspeeding or downsped is in reference to piston speed because the engineers understand the benefits of that slower piston speed. Mm -hmm. And when we slow the RPM down, we have to make adjustments in gearing. And so we went with, everybody's kind of familiar with the 12 speed I shift. They also make a 13 and a 14 speed. My truck happens to have the 14 speed I shift, which mm -hmm. has very, very deep reduction. Um, so a lot of people are used to hearing about an 18 speed manual to start a heavy load. The 14 speed I shift has twice the reduction that an 18 wow. speed manual has. So I can run very aggressive downsped gearing in the rear axle. So I have a 2.16 rear axle ratio mm -hmm. through an overdrive transmission, which is 0.785 ratio on the overdrive. And this allows me to run 80 mile an hour at 1190 RPM. Wow. So it's, it's hardly any, wow. any RPM at all. So very slow piston speed, but very high road speeds. This also allows me to run in direct drive or even under drive with torque multiplication, which is the great part for a driver because it'll pull a hill very, very strong. Mm. Um, I can control it. And she knows. We have a question um, from Mr. Leonard uh, in our audience. What motor and transmission and rear end is in the truck? Okay, so we start with the, the Volvo D13 TC Gen 2. And the engine is rated, officially rated at 455 horsepower, 1,850 pound-feet of torque at 900 RPM. In reality, it makes 1,900 pound-feet of torque, so it's 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 a torque monster, and it comes on at 900 RPM. Um, the other great thing about the turbo-compounded engine is that because we have a blowdown turbine and a turbo, the blowdown turbine applies, um, it takes heat, waste heat that has come through the turbo, converts it to mechanical energy, applies it to the crankshaft in a similar fashion than an electric motor would. So we have mm -hmm. 360 degrees of torque application on the crankshaft. So even running at 900 RPM, we're vibration free. The truck is very quiet, very smooth. There's no vibration and it is extremely strong down low. And it will surprise a lot of people. A lot of people, oh, you can't do anything at 900 RPM. Um, just recently I took, um, I was in uh, Denver, Colorado and mm -hmm. I had to deadhead to Kansas City to get a load because Denver's just kind of a black hole for freight. Yeah. There's just nothing coming out. So I had plenty of time to get over to Kansas City. And I just 
I set the cruise at 60 mile an hour and um, kicked it in the manual and put it in overdrive. And I ran clear across the state of Kansas at 726 RPM at 15 miles to the gallon with a truck. Wow. So it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now it was empty and I'm coming off the continental divide. I get all that, but it's yeah. still an impressive number. Um, and it really opens up a lot of opportunity for an owner operator when you can get that kind of mileage heading to go get a load, especially if you have to go any distance. So the transmission is the next part of the puzzle. It is the 13 or 14 speed I shift, which mm -hmm. has deeper reduction than the standard 12 speed does. It is the same overdrive gear, but that deep reduction allows us to get pretty funky with that rear axle ratio so we still can start a heavy load despite having a 2.16 rear axle ratio and um you know that allows us to get out of a, a dock when we have eighty thousand pounds on you know it's one of those below grade docks that's down in the ground and we can come up and out of there without you know dropping the clutch on the ground or putting the drive shaft on the ground so it has great startability despite the aggressive downsped gearing and then the rear axle ratio, it's just 2.16. Um, it is in a um, heavy-duty housing, though. Uh, it is a 12.7-millimeter housing, so we don't get axle flex in the back. It helps to control tire wear and a couple other things. But um, it's, it's a very stout powertrain all the way through. Um, we put the big Dana drive shaft in it, um, all heavy-duty componentry all the way through. And uh, it makes for a very fun ride. I love it. I love yeah, it. Very fun. We was actually loaded and I was had the opportunity to drive up Green Mountain and it didn't feel like I was driving up a mountain. Like it just felt like we was on flat land and we <laughs> so it, it really wow. made a difference. I was so comfortable. I felt so safe in the truck. You know, I think me, me and Mr. Joe were just talking up up the mountain. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, like, we're chatting back and forth like it was nothing, and she just cruising right up the mountain. Wow, the like resort we're going up to, and it, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, nice. and now when I go back and look at the video, I'm like, wow, we that was a real steep mountain. Do you yeah. remember the grade of that mountain? Uh, uh, it was uh, seven and eight percent the majority of the way up. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was. It was impressive, an impressive yeah. pull. There was one spot where we were right at 10%, a short little spot, but most of it was, you know, between 7 and 8%. Absolutely. Awesome. And it drove like you on flat land. So the future of trucking, I love that. That's the topic of the conversation. We have Mr. Joel Morrow here with uh, the, he's the CEO of Alpha Drivers, and he is also the brains behind the Volvo Autor. And so, um, Miss Jerry. Yes. You know what I love about his truck as well? What's it, that? It had a back massage on it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about comfort. Yes. Comfort while on the road. Yes. Yeah, we, we have heat massage and ventilation on the driver's seat. And then under the wow. passenger seat, we had a refrigerator. Yeah. And then we also have the refrigerator in the back. So it has two refrigerators in it. Um, you know, both factory options. It's nothing that needed to be installed afterwards. And that, that makes it really nice to have that, that second smaller refrigerator up front. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I've been to Salt Lake City many, many times, but that was the mm -hmm. first time that I actually got to just see the beauty of Salt Lake because I wasn't going through stress and, and, and gripping the steering wheel. <laughs> 
you know, so it was amazing. It really was amazing. Nice. Miss Jerry, you want to take a commercial break really quick? Yes, yes. Let's take a commercial break. And uh, when we come back, Mr. Joel, you're going to, we want to hear how many miles you've, you've been driving. Okay. Sure. Actually, sure. give us that now. Yes. yes. I want y'all to take time and I want y'all to listen to it. I want y'all to share this out because I just want them, like, people like you, you know, who've been out there for many, many years, have so much wisdom, have seen technology yes. go from, yes. um, what is it, uh, like a sterling to this Volvo iTorque, you know, so you've been able to see trucks evolve. Mm -hmm. And so go ahead and tell them how many years of experience you have. Sure. So I, I, I've been driving commercial vehicles since, oh boy. Well, I started at 15 and a half actually back in the wow. day when you could do that. And I'm 54 now, so it's been a long time. Um, we're, we're probably, you know, 35, 36 years, whatever it comes out to be, the math comes out to be. But I've, I've averaged around 140,000 miles a year in my career. I, I don't set it home very long. I, you know, it's kind of in my blood. My grandfather done it, and and uh, he was never home very much. You know, he used to love to run, too. And, and I, I, my dad had a company, a recycling company, and... Um, so at a very young age, I was able to drive in state, but still mm -hmm. run a lot of miles because he had just stuff that ran nonstop. So, you know, very, very young, I jumped in the truck and, you know, I was running five, six, sometimes 700 miles in a day, just running around the state. Wow. I loved it. You wow. know, I absolutely. I turned the radio on and off I'd go and I was, I was in my element. So yeah. I, I did rack up a lot of miles, even though I'm, and relatively a younger guy when you start to talk about four and a half or five million mile career um being 54 um not a lot of guys my age have that many miles they're typically at the three million mile mark but i did i did start young and and i just loved it and i just i drove the wheels off everything i touched <laughs> five, five million miles is a lot and a lot of people cannot say that they have been in this industry so long that long or driven five million yeah. miles so yeah. My hat goes off to you for that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and I I got to witness it. We when we come back, we're gonna talk. I want to bring up one. Remember we was we actually kind of went the wrong way. We had to back up down that street. Yes, down. yes, <laughs> yes. And you got to see him in action. He he was calm. He was like he just listen. Experience that shows. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to go to a commercial break. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear more from Mr. Joel Morrow and Sheree Moore. Thank you, guys. Tony, all my ladies out there trucking so as they go. Let's go. She gon' take care of her bitch. She trucking. She trucking. She a woman with a rig. She trucking. She trucking. She gon' take care of her kids. She trucking. Yeah. She a boss. She do it bitch. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She a boss. She do it bitch. She trucking. She trucking. She a woman with a rig. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. Ah, off that.
been hated, never duplicated. We underestimated because it's male dominated, but we getting payment like it's money motivated. Our clientele rated while they dragging, we gon' slay it. By the hour, we them girls and we got power. Haters everywhere, like no taxes, they be sour. Dropping loads, no the road, and we be runners. You can never do it like us, and that's a bummer. They got my back, so I got my girls with me. Yeah, I can't be like you, cause the shoes just won't fit me. All these moves and we make it all happen, happen. We just show and prove why the rest of y'all rapping. Clocking in and making ends run. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about the future of transportation in uh, today's episode. Uh, we have Mr. Joel Morrow and Ms. Sheree Moore here. Uh, Joel is uh, ha has the truck called Purple Haze. Talk about Purple Haze and that name. I love it. I, I am a Jimi Hendrix fan. I'll just put that <laughs> right, right up there first thing. Um, and, you know, we, we, we picked the color. I've always loved purple. And... Uh, I think we went through 40 different shades of purple before we wow. figured out exactly what we wanted to put on there. And it, it turned out really well. I think it, uh, you, you don't forget the truck once you put your eyes on it. So that's, yes. you know, that was the whole intent and, uh, you know, just always been a Jimi Hendrix fan. So the purple haze thing just kind of fit. It just fit. I love it. I love it. So pretty. It really is. Yeah. I So um, I wanted to, we talked about the million miles, 5 million, okay, mm -hmm. and uh, an amazing, amazing accomplishment. You're at the uh, TMC 2023 conference. Let's talk about that. Talk about the conference and, you know, what are some, what are you looking to accomplish there uh, at the conference? I hear we've got a, an award, uh, a big title. Absolutely. So. I have a very close relationship with the engineering staff at, at Volvo Trucks North America. Um, and, and I have, I've developed that relationship probably over the last 15 years. Um, when I was working with Ploger Transportation, my brother's company, um, in the position that, uh, you know, kind of required me to have interaction with engineers as we were putting together specs for trucks. And, you know, I just kind of leveraged that into um the company that i have now um so they invited me to come down with them i, I brought my truck it was actually in the show mm -hmm. um the show itself just deals with all of the modern technologies that are out there and how to apply them how to use them what the possibilities are what's coming in the near-term future and so this was a really great show. There's a lot of new technologies out there besides diesel. There's a lot of electric trucks. In fact, Volvo had one of their electric trucks right next to Purple Haze sitting in the booth. Um, you know, there's hydrogen, there's compressed natural gas out there. There's, there's just a lot of technology out there available. And it's very exciting to be in the industry right now because we have all these potential pathways that you can take depending on your duty cycle and application. So that was all cool. What, what I thought was really nice is that um, they, the writers, all of the journalists for the heavy-duty trucking magazines, um, whether it's transport topics or heavy-duty trucking or, you know, you name it, they, they have all the journalists on a panel and they kind of watch all these technologies and what's going on. And they also have some engineers on the panel as well. And they kind of talk about what technologies are going to have the biggest impact for the year. And um, I, I got to tell you, I'm super proud that we were able to put 
the Volvo iTorque at the top of the list this year. So we won the um, the uh, Heavy Duty Trucking Association Riders uh, Product of the Year Award, and with a diesel engine, you know, all the yeah. all the other alternative fuels seem to get the spotlight here lately, and we were able to win that award with a with a diesel powered vehicle. So I I just super proud of that. Um, we worked really really hard on this probably over the last seven years really it's wow. taken to bring this to market because we wanted to make sure that we worked out all the potential flaws and and uh, i think we've got a really really great product to offer wow that's amazing that's amazing so volvo itorque truck product of the year congratulations that's a huge accomplishment um it should feel good to just kind of see your your long-term work come to fruition I, I i'll tell you as a driver because i am not a classically trained engineer and mm -hmm. I, i'm i'm a research nut i research everything i read everything yeah. i can get my hands on and you know if i'm if i have any idle time i'm googling something you know i'm yeah. always yeah. wanting to learn about something i think in today's industry education is absolutely the key to success in this industry um, you know, a few years ago, somebody might have said, you know, trucking's not rocket science. I, I beg to differ. <laughs> There's a lot of technology here that you really have to get your mind around. And mm -hmm. if you're buying equipment and you don't understand what you're buying completely, it's going to bite you at some mm -hmm. point, it's going to get you. And um, so it's very important that you do your homework and you understand the technologies that you're dealing with. And it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to educate yourself. It, it always does. But, you know, in, in trucking and transportation, we're so busy doing the job of moving freight. Yeah. Sometimes it's very difficult to find the time to educate yourself on the equipment and the components that go in when you're specking a truck and trying to assemble equipment. So um, educate, educate, research, research, do your homework. I love it. I love that you um, that that education is 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 key because in this industry you have to or you'll get left behind. You uh, there's, there's, no so doubt. Fast. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're going to go broke and it's going to be painful if, if you don't educate yourself. So absolute key, you know. And and we're not talking necessarily go to college in the classic right. sense of education right. do your homework you know mm -hmm. get on and, and read everything you can read and and even when you think you're ready to buy read some more you mm -hmm. know and mm -hmm. and you you just you need to you need to be sure talk talk to people in the industry um and, and you know really make sure you know what you're doing before you pull the trigger on a new purchase because yeah. you don't get it right um it's gonna hurt yeah yeah what what are some um just real quick what are some industry um you know newsletters or sites that you recommend that you kind of lean to for your education and information so you know this is kind of the one of the things that i always thought we were really lacking <laughs> there you go um, <laughs> Trucks magazine. you go into the mobile dealer and grab a magazine um I thought we were really lacking a, a way to communicate new concepts and technologies to the driver at the driver's level. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of publications out there that it's all in engineering lingo. And if you don't, if you're not a classically trained engineer, you're going to have a very hard time following this stuff yeah. and, and really getting your mind around it. And this is, this is why I started Alpha Drivers. You know, uh, mm -hmm. trucking has been good to me. Um, I, I really want to, give back to the industry and help people to avoid a lot of the pitfalls. I learned the hard way, 
you know, yeah. seat of the pants. And and there were a lot of failures early on, a lot of failures to the point where you just wanted to give up and quit. But it's the only thing you know, so you you just keep you just keep going. And yeah. um, so over the years, you acquire a lot of knowledge. Mine's seat of the pants knowledge, and um, I get to kind of validate my seat of the pants knowledge with real engineers, and we have a very good working relationship. And Alpha Drivers, I have Alpha Drivers Transportation and Testing and Consulting to where mm -hmm. I kind of put this information out. And, and I do it in social media over at um, uh, Volvo Truck Masters on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I'm also personally on uh, LinkedIn mm -hmm. uh, where I have a lot of discussions. But there's a, a lot of techs now that are involved, Volvo Master Techs. There's some yeah. of the engineering group is involved over at Volvo Truck Masters. So if you're looking for something Volvo specific, that is a very, very good place to go. Um, the other place that I would recommend for people of, you know, that own any brand of truck, it's it's the nine plus mile a gallon club um, on Facebook as well. Um, there's a lot of good information there. You'll see a lot of arguing back and forth, you know, kind of how the sausage is made. But these, these are guys that are, are they're they're not engineers, but they've been in the industry for yeah. a long time, and and yeah. they have a good handle on what's going on. I mean, I get in there, and I don't even agree with some of the guys, and we'll be mixing it up back and forth, and you'll see a lot of different opinions. But you'll start to see the trend lines and how yeah. things are trending, and you'll start to grasp concepts and start to understand what's going on. So, you know, that's kind of a, a free for all kind of a thing, and I think it's fun. You know, you get in there and you're talking different concepts and arguing back and forth. But um, uh, if you're looking for Volvo specific, it's Volvo mm -hmm. Masters, and then. Mm -hmm. Nine plus mile a gallon club is a is a very good place to go if you want to learn about fuel efficiency. Thank you. Absolutely. Sure. I do, I do want to show everybody your episode. So okay. if it's okay with you, I want to play it so y'all can see and, and, and <laughs> learn the story um as well. It's it's amazing. You did an amazing job um with being able to tell your your story. Well, thank you. You used to have to choose between power and efficiency. You could never have both. I set out to fix that. Volvo wondered, what if a trucker designed a truck? When they approached me, I had to think about all the millions of miles I spent on the road connecting the nation. Out of that was born the iTorque. I'm Joel Morrow. This is a new series from Volvo that explores the world of iTorque. Hey Rob, I can't wait to show you some of the things that I've specced on Purple Haze here. Why purple? First of all, I went through 40 shades of purple to find really? this color purple, really? but it's always been my favorite color. You've been involved with Volvo for many years now. What makes this truck different in terms of uh, efficiency? The iTorque package gives us a lot of options as a driver. The turbo compounded engine produces a lot of horsepower and torque at low RPM. It's a very strong engine, despite a truck that gets very good fuel efficiency. It's one of the things that drivers kind of push back against the truck. They automatically think this thing is gonna be a dog in the hills, and it's just exactly the opposite with this. iTorque gives both the owner and the driver versatility. Brand new truck. Brand new truck, absolutely. It's all yours. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's brand new. You can tell. There's still <laughs> some tape left here. Yeah, fresh from the factory, Joel. Nothing but the best for you, bud. 
It's been a long, long time coming. I can't wait to get behind the wheel. But first, let's get Purple Haze out on the test track. We're going to see what iTorque can do in the real world. Here we go. I'm not the type of guy to get real emotional about a truck. I'm more of a technical guy, but this thing is fun to drive. Woo! The coolest thing really about the truck besides the collar, um, I like the dynamic steering on it, especially your low speed maneuverability. It's kind of like power steering on steroids. We have a couple of different driving modes here that I can put it in, and this really gives the driver some options as far as how it fits his driving style, the weight, the terrain, and, and whatnot. Right here, again, is where the sway bar really helps the truck's handling coming around the corner. We don't get a lot of cab movement, rocking and rolling. It's a very stable platform. We have absolutely no compromises. The truck pulls well, it's very fuel efficient, and it is just a joy to drive. You know, it's something we've been trying to put together for 35 years, and so I'm really excited to show drivers what the iTorque is really all about. We're gonna fill the truck with cameras. I'm gonna invite some friends and really see what iTorque can do. Let's get Purple Haze on the road. I love it. I love it. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think um, you're you're definitely light years ahead and on the cusp of this evolution that we're seeing in our industry. And um, you know, my question is, how are how are drivers adapting to the changes that are coming? And and what are your thoughts? <clears throat> Well, as far as the technology goes, I think um, one of the things that we really, really tried to pay attention to was to make things intuitive to the driver. So they didn't really have to think a lot about mm -hmm. anything. And, and you know, some people will say, oh, well, you're you're just dumbing, dumbing the driver down when you do that. And, and I completely disagree with that. So um, this truck is smart enough if a new driver that really needs to concentrate on safety because they're not used to being in a truck. They can mm -hmm. keep both hands on that steering wheel. They can stay mm -hmm. focused on traffic in front of yeah. them. Um, yeah. You know, just getting used to the truck. You know, that takes a few years to do before yeah. you're very confident in what you're doing. Um, so <clears throat> we can put it in a completely automatic mode and run it that way. Um, I can also put it in manual mode, and I love to bump the gears manually from time to time. You know what I mean? It, it's just fun to do, and um, I, I like to challenge myself sometimes. Can I do a better job than what the computer's actually doing? Most yeah. of the time, I can. Every once in a while, you'll you'll do a little bit better job than the computer, but it'll just be by a very narrow margin. You really have to work at it, and you know, I'm getting older. I don't want to work that hard anymore. That is the truth. So um, it, it really allows the driver to that's sitting in the seat to do um, what makes them comfortable. If they want to participate, they can put it in manual mode. They can bump gears all the way from four, one through 14 or one through 13. Um, or you can put it in fully automatic mode. And then you have three different options from there. You can put it in extreme economy. You can put it in the everyday mode um, and you can put it in performance mode. And yeah. and I'll tell you, when you put that truck in performance mode, it's going to get up and run. Yeah, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
um, it's a very impressive truck from that standpoint. It, it makes the the guy with five million miles happy, and it makes the guy that's in his first week happy because yeah. it, it's the truck can adapt to the driver, and I think that's what's really important. It's, it's very very intuitive, and and it's something that really kind of makes it unique in the industry. I think. Absolutely. Um... I'm going to let you ask another question because the question I have, I want to just get right into this big question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So where do you see the industry going in the next five to 10 years? Uh, yeah, that's that's a hard one because there are so many technologies out there. And, and I just love it because, you know, some people, oh, electric trucks, you know, they get all grumpy when they start talking. I love it, you know, because yeah. there's, there's going to be a niche for that electric truck. I think it's going to be for you know, that short, regional, local P&D stuff, I think they make all kinds of sense. Trucks that are home every night where they can plug them in. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Um, I think it, it makes sense. I think we're going to have diesel trucks on the road for quite a while yet in over-the-road applications. Um, you know, battery electric, they have some uh, power density issues there. They get very heavy when you want to run longer distances. The batteries have to weigh a lot to get you there and you lose a lot of payload. So I, I don't foresee full battery electric, you know, stepping into that long haul market just yet. That's that's probably at least 15 years off till till we see that happen. Um, they will continue to make gains. We're going to see more and more of them on the road. And, uh, you know, again, I think that that's a good thing. Uh, mm -hmm. We have hydrogen out there now. Um, we have it as a hydrogen fuel cell like Volvo's trying to develop. Or we have it as a hydrogen internal combustion engine like uh, Cummins has is putting out. So there's two different versions of hydrogen. And, and they are wildly different. Um, the, the hydrogen is the fuel, but the way they produce the energy from it, it's, it's completely different. Um, so there are multiple pathways that are going to be available to people. And I think probably over the next uh, probably three to five years, um, our choices are going to narrow down. Some things are going to wash out. They just won't be viable. Mm -hmm. But I, I think as a business owner, as a driver, it's always good to have options yeah. and, you know, keep your mind open. Don't get hung up on one way to do something. There's, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. So, right. you know, you definitely want to keep your mind open here and, and don't, don't pick one technology and say, Oh, this is going to be the greatest. And all, uh, all the other ones are, are no good because it's going to be very dependent upon duty cycle. Mm. Um, and so, we're going to have these parallel pathways where we're going to we're going to see multiple different um, technologies in the marketplace for quite a while. Mm -hmm. I think at some point, uh, you know, the pure bad battery electric will eventually dominate the market, but it, it's quite a ways off yet. So um, pay attention and, and, you know, do your research. Mm -hmm. What's your take on um, the implementation and how soon will we see? Well, we already see, but um, uh, level four, level four autonomous trucks. Uh, I hate the word. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when when you um, when you just look at some of the, the safety systems on the trucks and you get yeah. the, you know the false positive readings on some of the, the basic safety systems, it, it really makes you wonder 
how are they going to put driverless uh, trucks out on the road when they, when they can't get the basic systems right on, you know, the forward looking radar will throw false signals every now and again. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I know it's coming. I, I wish it wasn't. Um, I, I don't know that it's going to be a good thing for the industry. Uh, I, I think we need, we need people behind the wheel and um, it, it's important for, for that. We don't, fly planes autonomously we could right. but there's pilots and planes and there exactly. probably always will be mm -hmm. and i think there always needs to be a driver in that truck as good as computers are um they're not people they can't make that split second decision that you know a computer may see it as irrational and and, and you know do something completely opposite of what actually needs to be done so um that, that's one that I, I don't know. I wish we could put the brakes on. <laughs> it, right. You know, it just, um, I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not right. a fan of autonomous technologies. I hear you. So I, my next question is mm -hmm. how much money do you save on fuel? With oh the boy. Great question. So <laughs> let, let me give you an example. And if you have a calculator there, you could, you can work some of this out. So um, last month I done one of my West coast swings. Um, and I'm typically out for 30 days. I do like 30 stops delivering, um, blanket wrap furniture. And, um, in purple haze, I was able to average 10.6 miles a gallon on that round out to California, back to Ohio. Um, and I was able to run some, some pretty, pretty impressive speeds when I got out West for, for some long distances. So the productivity was very high and the fuel efficiency was very high. I came down here to TMC, so I had to rent a truck and I have um, a driver in the truck who's a very capable and efficient driver. Mm -hmm. The rental truck, obviously it's it's not on par with, with the type of spec that I'm running in Purple Haze. And he really babied the truck. I mean, he was running 60 mile an hour, lower speeds, trying to keep the fuel efficiency up. And he done that same exact round, very similar weather at 7.9. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is a good number for the middle of winter, but it's, it's almost what, uh, three mile a gallon off the mark from what I done in purple haze. So, um, you know, the, it, it adds up very, very fast, uh, and the thing you have to remember about fuel efficiency, and, and you'll hear guys say, um, well, look, I can run more loads if I go faster. I don't care about fuel efficiency. Um, <laughs> revenue is a top line number. Mm -hmm. So you may generate revenue, but you don't keep all that revenue. All the expenses right. and everything have to come out of it. And so what do you typically, you, you keep maybe... 15 to 20% of that, maybe mm -hmm. um, fuel efficiency, fuel savings. That's a bottom line number. You keep all of that and it goes directly to the bottom line. So the yeah. number's never as big as that revenue number that, and people always talk about that top line revenue number, mm -hmm. but they mm -hmm. keep forgetting all my expenses have to come out of that. The type of fuel savings I'm talking about purple haze versus a normal truck that mm -hmm. bottom, I mean, that's, that's the difference between, um, you know, going to McDonald's every night and eating, eating good. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, you're, you're going to make some it's a big difference. Really nice extra money to have to spend. And uh, uh, it, it makes a difference to the bottom line of the business. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I love it. 
So you you make more money when you go to the purple hey to the Volvo Outdoor than you do running a regular truck. Oh, absolutely. The the fuel because efficiency alone is is gonna gonna be a game changer for you. For a lot of people, you know, somebody that's getting in that five and a half to six mile a gallon range, if you go from six to closer to ten, you're gonna make the full truck payment and then some. Mm -hmm. um, plus, you're gonna mm -hmm. drive maintenance costs down. And of course, now a lot of people are probably their heads ready to explode, saying, "Oh, there's no way that a new truck uh, with all the emission stuff is gonna have lower maintenance costs." It's all relative to piston speed. It goes back to that very slow piston speed. Now that we know to run things at lower RPM, slow the piston speed down, hold the heat in the emission system, um, you virtually have no issues at all. And yeah. so you really can drive maintenance costs down even versus a non-emissions truck um, and, and realize a very nice return on your investment with the improved fuel efficiency and reduced maintenance costs. Yeah, I didn't even see the fuel hand move at all. Like, two of us <laughs> you know, yeah, it just hangs there. And you know, I only have one tank on that truck, so a lot of people, you know, they have 250 gallon tanks, that's what they want. I have a single 150 gallon tank, I can run coast to coast with no problem at all. Um, you know, because you're over 10 miles a gallon, so you got 1500 miles of range on one, one fuel tank, and it uh, it works out very well, absolutely. Awesome. I want to I want to recognize and then at Miss Jerry, I'll let you ask your question because I know you got another one for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to recognize the other people who uh, was able to be on the um, the Volvo uh, commercial. Yes. Um, Tim Ridley, he was amazing. He had an amazing episode. And so tell us a little bit about Tim and Mr. Al and <laughs> and 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 Kim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tim is, is he's just a great guy. I, you can tell he's been in the business for a long time. Tim, um, you know, now he, yeah, he's into serious radio now, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, you can tell his truck is, his heart is still in trucking. There's, there's no question about it. We, we got in the truck and we ran out across the salt flats and, you know, he was, he was at home in his element and he had wow. been in the truck for a long time and he was just, he's just loving it. So that was, that was really cool, and and um, it was, he was it, against it, was, it, so he was not on board. Right, right. Yeah. He, he was a he was a classic truck type of guy. He liked the long hoods. He liked the manual it. transmissions and and the the traditional exactly. gear ratios. And we talked, you know, before we got in the truck, and and he flat out told me, he goes, "I don't know about this," you know, he goes, "I, I don't think this is going to work." And I mean, his jaw about dropped and we got out there and he wound it up to 80 mile an hour. And the thing is just dead quiet. Wow. It's just running along effortlessly. And, and it, he just really started to enjoy it. It actually, I mean, it, it really turned into kind of a touching moment because you could just tell he was in his element. He really enjoyed it. And it was, it, you could just see his mind work and it was taking him back to when he was younger driving out across there. And it, it was really cool to see. Absolutely. That, the Volvo Autor converted him over. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. He's a lifer. He's a lifer. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's and awesome. And then Mr. L and Miss Kim, I do want to recognize them. They are so, I, I, it was amazing. I got to actually meet them um, while we was there. And Mr. L had been driving, what? <laughs> Al's got more miles than I do. Yes. <laughs> Eight million miles. The stories wow. that he was telling me was amazing about yeah. the transformation in trucking. So how was that experience? 
So Al, I've, I've talked to Al, you know, for, for a couple of years and, you know, he was an old school guy too. Of course he, he came up old school. He's been driving what, like 52 or 53 years. He's been out a long time and, and, uh, I don't often bump into guys that have more miles on the road than what I do. So it was, it's kind of cool. It's kind of humbling, really. You know, he, you can tell he, he is a truck driver in every sense of the word. And when you talk to him, you know, he can, he can relate things back to the old two stroke diesel engines, you know, way back in the day and the two stick uh, <laughs> manual transmissions. Cause he actually drove that stuff and he yeah. done it on a regular basis. It just wasn't for, you know, I built this truck for fun and I go drive it around the block. You know, he mm-hmm. had to live that stuff. And um, mm-hmm. so it, it was really interesting to get his take on things. And uh, he was kind of the same way, pretty skeptical that a truck could run at that low RPM. Um, very concerned about emission system issues. Um, you know, he, he has since bought a, a an iTorque spec truck and he just absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. Um, so it, it was just great to hear his perspective and his take on things. And, and he is just a, a wealth of information and he can put things in a historical context, almost like nobody else can, because, wow. you know, he's been out there for so long and has lived it. You know, I, I drove some of the older stuff. Um, but I mean, he goes way back. So it, it's, it's cool for me to listen to him talk about it. Wow, that's amazing. That's a, This has been absolutely amazing, Mr. Joel. What's next? What's next for Purple Haze? What's next for Alpha Drivers? Tell us about that. Well, I, I, I'm working on expanding Alpha Drivers. Um, right now, the testing and consulting company, I primarily work with OEMs, engineering staffs, engineers on a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. and I, I love that challenge, but what I really want to do and where my heart's really at, I want to be able to help the small fleet and individual owner operator. Um, I'm working to put together a service. If you want to spec a new truck, Mm -hmm. um, you come to me with your information. I'll sit down with you, help you decide what that spec should look like and even go to the dealership with you and potentially even have to interact with the the engineering staff back at the factory to make sure that we get that build just right wow. the way that it should be. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to put this together in a way that it's, it's affordable and it makes sense for everybody involved. And um, there's still some things I'm ironing out um, in that regard, but we're getting closer every day. And I, I'm hoping to have a website up up and running soon um so we can start to you know facilitate and accommodate that um you know get some get some of these owner operators in and and put the service out there and and see how it works and and hopefully it uh it's successful is what I, i think it will be you look at the price of a new truck today you're anywheres from what 210 to 250 thousand dollars mm-hmm. you want to make sure you get that build right and spending a little extra money to have somebody review every component and give you an opinion on what's happening or why or why not have uh, that component or maybe a different one I think brings a lot of value and, and a lot of confidence to the guy buying the truck that he's making the right decision at that point. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Tell them how they can contact you. Well, the best way to get a hold of me right now, because we, we, we don't have website up and running, um, is just through my social media feeds. Um, you can find me personally on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Go to Volvo Truck Masters. Uh, you'll always find me there. Um, and you can ask questions. Um, it's it's probably the best way at this point. I'm hoping to have something for Alpha drivers up and run. I'm a perfectionist, and yeah. you know, I've gotten a couple of things going. I'm like, no, I don't like it. We need to change this and change yeah. that. So it's yeah. been a it's been a slower process than what I like. Um, but I, I'm hoping to have something probably within the next two to three months that um, you can come directly into a website and and uh, ask questions and and get answers. So that's what we're looking to do. Well, we gonna definitely talk. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So the future of transportation. Yes. Miss Jerry. Yes. From this discussion, what do you think? Well, what's what's what well, we, we got a lot of technology that's coming and that's for the better. I just want to say I wish that this technology was around when I first started. I know Mr. Joy, you wish it was around when you first started too. Absolutely. And, I think the future is going to be great and it's going to be bright. Um, now we're going to run into autonomous trucks. So y'all got to be, you know, <laughs> ready. we're going to be ready for it. <laughs> but no, I think my, my son um, is in the process of getting his CDL right now. And I think these things that are being put in place are for his future. And so I'm, I'm super excited to see them. That's why the future of transportation is a is really important. It's a really important topic for me. So I'm so, I'm so glad to have you, Mr. Brown. I agree. One one quick thing here, um, mm -hmm. and, and this isn't technically um, a technical issue. Um, so when we look at younger drivers, and, and this is near and dear to my heart because I wish this would have happened um, when I was younger. Um, mm -hmm. So as an industry, we are regulated by the hour and mm -hmm. we're paid by the mile. Mm -hmm. So when you get groups like um, some of the owner operator groups, they'll say the ELD is the worst thing ever. Um, and then the, the big carriers will say, well, we need productivity and, and we can't pay any other way except by the mile. There's a safety component that we're missing, and there is no time value attached to driver's pay. So, you know, you're out driving and you get into a traffic jam. Let's just say Chicago. We get yeah. tired of Chicago traffic. Here's an area where the driver has to be at their very best to avoid having an accident. Yeah. But because we're going slow, we take a pay cut. And it, it's very, very difficult. Um, you know, you're. They expect you, okay, you, you have to be on your A game, but we're going to pay you by the mile. So anytime that truck slows down, you're losing money. It starts to snow out in Wyoming and it starts to blow. The first thing the driver's mind is, well, if I pull this over, you know, I'm, my paycheck isn't going to be as good. So I'm, I'm going to push through this. And then all of a sudden you've got 50 trucks in a, in a big traffic. Yeah. So yep. The one thing that I would love to see in the industry, I love all the technology. I love it. We need to update how we pay drivers yeah, and yeah. pay by the mile needs yeah. to go. I, yeah. I, I firmly believe that. I know a lot of people are probably going to hate on me for that, but um, even if it takes the government to regulate it away, pay by the mile needs to go. It is a safety issue and it's not fair to drivers. It, it, it's just not. And 
you know, when the economy's doing well and, and everybody else is making money, they're making it on, on these drivers' backs because uh, the, the compensation just is not fair when we pay by the mile. So my little rant for the for the Go ahead. Lay's <laughs> coming with hers. I, I, mean, I'm it. I feel it. We got to get it out of 1972. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I totally agree and understand. And I feel like a lot of um, back pay needs to come back to us who have documented that we have been on duty wow yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, we're on duty so now off duty because we keep up with our logs you know we got on duty right. we have driving right. we have off duty and if you're off duty okay you don't get paid for that but if you're on duty think about the things we're on doing duty doing we're fueling our truck so you don't get paid to fuel yeah oh you, no, yeah i 100 agree with you so one of the things that i've hey, done well, One of the things I've done with Alpha Drivers here, um, I pay myself just just like a driver. And so what I do is I pay $22 an hour. I pay overtime after 40 and then I pay 22 cents a mile for all miles run that day. And it, it seems to work pretty well. And I, I'm working out, you know, little details and and we bump into some issues every now and again, but we're working this out and it, it seems to work very well. The, the, I guess the main idea is there has to be time value component attached to their pay. If there's no value for a driver's time, you're just looking for the big pile ups and the accidents and, and you're going to continue to have driver turnover. And what, what's really sad is, is the people that get in at a very young age, like I did, um, you know, we could have done much, much better, you know, early in our career than than what we did. And and um, so we had to work a lot harder than what we needed to. So there's a lot of fatigue, a lot of stress, a lot of health related issues. You know, I, I've seen guys, you know, that look, if, if you got to run more than twenty five hundred miles a week to make a living, um, you probably really need to think about what you're doing because it's going to catch you health-wise. I know I done it for years and um, shouldn't have. It's, it's impacted my health negatively. I, I can tell you that. Um, so we really need to, as an industry, get together, get a, a group of people together. We need to fix that. That needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So I love what you said because the word safety, Yeah. the things that make us safe, like our pre-trip, our post trip, our doing the route trip. That's the part that they not paying us for. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm and <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sitting at the dock waiting for a load. Like it's these are things that's documented. And I feel like it's illegal not to pay someone for their job and for working mm -hmm. because it shows that we're working. Mm -hmm. it, it it should be. Um we were the original intent of the law, my understanding was, is that somehow in their mind, way back in the day, they thought that by exempting us, it would encourage us not to work as much. And I don't understand. I don't understand that. I, I've heard that multiple times where they threw that out. And then, of course, in the 80s and the 90s, it was always said that, well, we have no way to really track if the trucks move in, if it's not, you know, and, and they'll, they'll just cheat on their on their pay sheets, which there was, that was a valid point back then. We can track everything we can now. Track it now. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. 
And, and I know that drivers hate the idea of big brother, but when you look at it, becomes your best friend as a That's driver. Right. That's yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. So um, we're all on the same page here. So that, this <laughs> is cool. Why I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because it made me an outlaw driver. Because at the end of the day, we had to get where we had to go. It yeah, didn't no, matter yeah. if that time said that we couldn't. I'll turn that off and keep going. Yeah. And that's right. what we had to do. You know, yep. we had to do that to be able to make money. Yep. Because I saw $400 checks, $200 checks, yep. $100 checks. And I was on the road doing a lot of miles on the yes. road that I would, it, you have one breakdown that you just done for the rest right. of, you know, right. and stuff like that. So I totally agree. And I feel like I should get back pay. You should get back pay. And everybody <laughs> should get back pay. Yes. <laughs> if they law on that time, because it's law. That means the government has our time logged into the system of the the hours that we have worked and i believe that it should be paid to us from i, I, I hear you i i can't <laughs> say that i disagree um it's it, it it really is an issue that we need to address there's there's no doubt we should try to to end pay by the mile regulate by the hour as soon as possible i think the driver suppose the driver shortage goes away at that point um, we can bring people into the industry. It becomes a long, but look at it before deregulation. Um, when we had a lot of union drivers out there, yep. um, the pay was good. Uh, truck driving, you lived very well. It was upper middle-class jobs. Um, yep. Now we're kind of middle-class and lower middle-class jobs, which is uh, something that I just hated to see happen to the industry. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you have to work very, very smart in today's industry, yeah. um, which which that in itself is not a bad thing. But um, there's there's way too many people that they get into the industry. They don't know exactly what's happening. They don't know their value and they don't understand the value of their time. And it, it, it really is a problem in the industry that we need to solve. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I love this conversation. Yeah. Now we're talking trucking. This is real trucking talk. Absolutely. Here. There you go. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I'm so happy that you came on today. I know you've been yes. busy down in Orlando. Yes. TMC. Um, before we go at TMC, they talking about the, the, the future of transportation, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So bring us back some gems. Promise me you will come back on the show. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. Just let me know and, and, and we'll get back on. And, and I get long winded. I love talking trucks. You know, that that's my life. So <laughs> let's do we it. We love it. We love it. What stood out for you at TMC so far? What, what day is this? Uh, this is the final day for the TMC. Okay. And, and then the ATA comes in right behind us and they're mm -hmm. moving some stuff in as well right now but um there was just so much i don't i don't think any one thing stood out i mean obviously i'm a little biased on the whole volvo award thing yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um beyond that there was just so many cool things on there um you know i got to talk to some solar people we put solar panels on the truck to help the um the wow. electric parking air conditioner run longer um there's a company that makes a powered hub motor that goes in the wheel hub um, that 
you know, could give the truck an extra 150 horsepower in, in a, in a wheel position and we can do some wow. torque factoring and just, just really cool stuff. And I, I was geeking out on all this stuff. You know? <laughs> I had all these engineers in one place to talk to and I just absolutely loved it. And I was just, I got there first thing in the morning and stayed right up until it closed every, every day and just, just talked to as many people as I could. And, and, but just so many good ideas out there. Um, obviously some of them are going to wash out. They, they won't be viable, but, uh, there's, it's, it's a great time to be in trucking from a technology perspective. No doubt about it. Absolutely. I know we over our time, but I got another question. Can we talk about <laughs> so he got excited. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. Tell my audience. It's a lot of people who watch our shows and they mm -hmm. new to the industry. Could you like tell them how, like how much was the pay when you came into the industry? Oh my <laughs> oh geez. Because I tell um, everybody I started. Yeah, when I when I first started driving, I was uh I think I was like at 22 cents a mile, something like that. Yeah, um good. yeah, <laughs> it's good. It wasn't all that impressive, I can tell you that. So um I you know, I stayed in it just because I loved to drive. I just yeah. loved it. And um it, if I was really a been in the right mind it probably shouldn't have honestly that i got in right after deregulation so mm -hmm. we had guys that had made a lot of money and they'd done very well deregulation hit um mm -hmm. you know right at the beginning of the 1980s and mm -hmm. you know uh, we lost a lot of very good paying driving jobs and mm -hmm. um I, I am not really in favor of full government regulation again because i think it, it's too restrictive at some point Mm -hmm. um, I think we can do some very targeted um, changes in the current regulations. The first thing is, is we need to get rid of the exemption from overtime. We mm -hmm. need to make overtime just like everybody else does. Um, and we need that time value component attached to pay. Yeah. You should not be allowed to pay strictly by the mile. It's dangerous. Yeah. It just, it just yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah. just those two things alone would solve a lot of the problems in the industry. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, it's just easier to take advantage of the driver at times, I think, you know, and, and yeah. they, they, yeah. they just don't want to put any time or effort into, into solving that problem. And I think this is where the government really needs to step in. As, as much as I'm not really a fan of government regulation, I think this is one of those times where they need to say, yeah. okay, enough's enough. We're done with pay by the mile. Yeah, because it's so it's so connected to safety. It's so it, it is. It is. Yeah. Take a break and rest and get some sleep yep. or get the, get get more miles in. Yep, yep. And when you talk to a, a CEO of a trucking company, um, you know they're a business person and they are trained to think in terms of productivity. Yeah, yeah. they don't really care about the safety part of it. You know, it, it's not. Yeah. It's not them and their family out on the road, you know what I mean? And right. and so, hey, look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna skimp on the safety. Just get that load there, you know. I don't care if you really fall asleep and drive off a bridge. Just get that load there, you know. That that's that's kind of their mindset, and it needs it needs to stop. Absolutely, and that's why we need real drivers to speak up like you're doing, taking charge. That's why I love this conversation. And my last question this is going to be my last one. I know, but I said the last one was my last one. If you count that, but what do you love about trekking? Yeah, I, you know, I love being out on the road. Um, I I, I don't know. 
it's just something that's in you. Um, some people get homesick. Um, I'll be honest with you. When I'm home for two or three days, I'm getting stir crazy. I'm like, get me back out on the road, you know, and, and I've just, I've just lived it for so long that, uh, you know, things that naturally occur to people like get the mail, take the trash out, you know, go buy the grocery that, that doesn't even enter my mind when I'm home. And some people are like, you gotta get the trash out. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about it. So, um, I just love to be on the road. I absolutely love to drive. Um, I love the mechanics of trucks. Um, I, I love trying to figure out how can I do it better? How can I be the best that I can be? Um, uh, it's, it's just something I think that that's in my DNA, um, how it got there. I don't know, but I, I love it. So that, that's why I'm here. So, so you can, everyone who's in our she trucking community, you can find Mr. Joel right in our community. He's always posting content, talking about the, uh, the Vivo I torque. If you have any questions about, as you see, he's good on the specs. You ask me about a spec. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know. So you you know, and that's why he's. Uh, some people, uh, one of our uh, members said, "Why is it a man in our community?" Because we, you know, we 30, <laughs> thirty, almost thirty thousand strong. And I said because we have to have this information in our community mm -hmm. because as far it, this is the best truck for women to drive. And I and I'm not just saying I'm I'm saying that because it's the truth. Okay, when I drove that truck. It was, it really made me feel safe. It was, it was stress-free. And I wish when I started in this industry that I had of had the Vivo Artur because you can really put a lot of miles. It wasn't a wear and tear on my body. You know, most of the time you get out the truck and you're like, oh Lord, my back, my hips, my everything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't any wear and tear. And so this is a great truck that I, I suggest that women drive for safety and comfort. Mm -hmm. Ed, education and technology cuts across everything Absolutely. and woman, it doesn't make any difference. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm here to help. If you need help, you want to reach out. I'm, I'm more than happy to help anybody. If you're interested in this stuff, I just love to talk about it. So yes. uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to press you make a pink one. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm gonna bring up the pink conversation. The pink <laughs> there, you, there, you go. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely the next one, Mr. Joe. This conversation has been absolutely phenomenal. You have, you know, just kind of blew our minds with the specs, with the information, with the TMC, you know, all of those things. And so, this is um, the future of transportation. We do have a question from okay. uh, Miss Rita Patterson. Hi, Rita. Hello, love. Um, she says, what are the possibilities of trucking companies utilizing these types of trucks? And if they do, um, will they pass the cost to the drivers? As you stated, you know, the paper mile is not fair. Uh, and she says the country survives on the backbone of truck drivers. And it does. It does. Yeah, yeah, no, she's, do anything without exactly her. right in, in that standpoint. But as far as uh, the, the iTorque itself, um, it will actually reduce a trucking company's cost. So there will be nothing to pass on to the driver. They will actually be able to afford to pay them more. My wow. brother's company, that's exactly what he was able to do when he started running the iTorque trucks, he was able to increase everybody's pay across the board. So that wow. was a, that was a great thing. And that, that really makes you feel good as a guy that specs trucks, putting this stuff together when he's able to give pay raises because 
the spec is so efficient and productive um, without putting the driver at any more risk. We have all the safety features built into the truck as well. So that that's always a good thing. And, and it was it was really gratifying to see that, you know, he could do the right thing and, and pass those savings along to the drivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Volvo well, iTark, truck product of the year. Truck That's product awesome. of the year. Congratulations. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. You guys Thank deserve you. it. Thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate you. As Sheree said, we're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back in the future. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. We and learned so else? much. And looking, looking, forward to be on. looking forward to be on again. Absolutely. And with us being on the Women of WOTAD, Women of Trucking Advisory Board for the FMCSA, if you listening, you will hear us talk about these, <laughs> these yes. two items. We've been, we've been <laughs> here. Yes. <laughs> Next meeting, we will so really we're definitely going to advocate. Absolutely. We're going to advocate and we're going to educate and we're going to, because this change needs to happen now. It yes, needs to I agree. Happen now. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, an uh, an amazing episode. Thank you so much. You have really set the tone for the first episode of our Wednesday Future of Transportation uh, podcast. Look, the next guest, they got to come with it. They have to come <laughs> with it. <laughs> well, Thank you. Amazing. I appreciate you having me on. I, I really do. I, you know, I like to be able to get out and and, and just help whenever I can. And yeah. so, whenever you want me back on, just just give me a shout, and we'll get on again. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yeah. You can catch Mr. Joel in the Volvo magazine at the Volvo dealership as well. Um, at, in every state. Now, I started getting autographs. I just want to say this before we get out. Because I started getting <laughs> autograph up here. So I'm collecting <laughs> all of my autographs. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you want to watch the entire series, all four episodes, they're on YouTube right now. And you just go to Volvo Trucks North America YouTube. They pop right up. And and uh, you can kind of get a feel for what we're talking about yeah. here. I, I, yeah. I think those videos done a good job of capturing what we're talking about right yeah. here and, and the yeah. direction the industry needs to go. Yeah, and and a lot of people have have ca- caught those videos. Three hundred and twenty five thousand views, right? Yeah, it's 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 in that it's neighborhood. So yeah, it's yeah, it's, they're taking off. So it, that's great to see. I love it. I love it. Well, again, thank you, thank you so much for your time and enjoy TMC twenty twenty three. All right, ladies, I'll talk to you again and and hopefully be on again soon. Yes, thank you, absolutely. Thank you. Oh wow. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. We want to thank everybody so much for for sticking with us and just hearing out Mr. Joel and his amazing conversation. Look, experience that shows. He brings a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge for what you need to know about the future of transportation. Absolutely. And once again, if you go to YouTube, you type in um, Vavo tour uh Vavo I'm sorry Vavo North America is Vavo North America and you can be able to see all the um episodes and be able to find out uh, more information you can also see my episode <laughs> as well on there and that's on YouTube Vavo North America 
Yes, yes. So make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you follow Mr. Joel on all of his social media platforms. He is on Facebook. Um, he is also, uh, as Sheree said, in the She Trucking Facebook community, um, always dropping specs, dropping knowledge, sharing pictures and things like that. So we're just grateful to have him uh, in our community. Sheree, this has been amazing. Absolutely. It's been an amazing show. If you want to be a guest, Miss Jerry, congratulations on the completion of your first episode. If you would like to be a guest, you can just go to SheTrucking.com, click on the podcast. You're going to see Wednesdays with Miss Jerry, (laughs) and you can join and be a guest on the show as well. Or if you want to be on the She Trucking podcast on Sundays at uh, 7 p.m. with me, we booked up to April. But <laughs> you can go to shoetrucking.com as well and be a guest on our show. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for having me as well. Absolutely. Of course. Of course, guys. Thank you again. Look, make sure you tune in every Wednesday here uh, with me at uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we talk about the future of transportation. We bring experts in. We bring thought leaders in to give us information and to help us as we evolve in our in our industry and so like sheree said if you want to be a guest visit shetrucking.com www.shetrucking.com the website scrolling here uh on the bottom make sure you get registered we'd love to hear from you and hey look make sure you check us out again sheree will be on sunday night at 7 p.m like she said she's booked till april um but if you want to join after April, make sure you uh, get registered. This has been an amazing episode. And again, hey, I am Miss Jerry with Life on the Road Recruiting, um, your change agent and the fu- discussing the future of transportation in our industry. You are now.
thanks to her. My podcast is doing great. Since we on the 50 million, they tuning in. We in 50 different countries, we all can. And like mind, and find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel, your mental alignment. Get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network start the show. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR is who we are. The Media Network. That's the best by far, you know. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. Celebrities and everyday people every single day are starting podcasts. You may be even thinking about starting a podcast yourself, but the question still remains the same. How can you start, launch, brand, market, and grow your podcast? How can you connect with the right people in the media and the podcasting industry in order to elevate your visibility? And what type of mindset do you really need to have in order to be a successful podcaster? And the big question, how can you monetize your podcast? Well, hello, hello, everybody. I am Dr. Tina J. Ramsey, host of the Tina Ramsey Show, podcast coach and podcast network owner. And the good thing is, is that I have you covered. You can ask all of these burning questions and so much more to our experienced media and podcasting professionals on our live Q&A at the Power of Podcasting event that I am personally inviting you to on May the 6th from 2 to 7 p.m. in Atlanta, Georgia at the Pop-Up and Create. I want you to experience for yourself a live taping of the Tina Ramsey Show and your ticket Get this includes our number one podcast course, an autographed copy of the Power of Podcasting book, a swag bag with exclusive goodies, delicious food, and networking. So whether you are looking to just simply expand your knowledge, connect with like-minded individuals, or simply have a good time, our event has something for everyone. So I don't want you to miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I want you to buy your ticket and secure your spot for our event because it is the event of the year because these tickets will sell out fast. So go to ctrmedianetwork.com and purchase your ticket today. I can't wait to see you there at the power of podcasting. Get your ticket today at ctrmedianetwork.com. Thank you. 